This, this, this is Leafs Nation postgame. Let's go! Brought to you by your local GTA Acura dealers. Visit yours today. They've got it up against the wall. Played around the board for two seconds. To the point, Sargachev a shot. And there's the horn! A gritty effort in the final minute with six attackers on the ice for Tampa. And the Maple Leafs come home to win a very important game against the Lightning. Final score here, the Leafs two, the Lightning one. Yes, sir. Cue the Hall & Oates after this 2-1 win against Tampa at Scotiabank Arena. This is Leafs Nation postgame brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers, Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick, getting set to break it all down at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stellick, where you can follow along via Twitter. Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and Hockey Night in Canada will be, will be by later on. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe. We'll hear from the players. But all in all, Gord, 12 games remaining. This is a massive, massive victory for this team. Nick, we said it. We did it this after the Carolina game, and just said the Leafs had to do their talking on the ice. They went out one three in a row, and after the California Dreaming Tour came to a resounding thud. That's the same thing. It really's all been white noise the last few days. Give them credit. They went out, really set a tone from the start. Tampa Bay had the edge after two periods of play, even though they were tied 1-1. And we just said about, is this a fragile team or not? And uh, in the third period, the Leafs proved, at least for now, they aren't. And that's where they're going to need to be if they want to make the playoffs. And at the end of the game, so they're up 2-1, which, by the way, this is the first time all season they've scored two or fewer goals in four straight games. So the offense has still been a little bit anemic that way. But at least at least this time, they're coming up with the win. But you hear Joe's call there. And I like that Travis Dermott, Justin Hall were out there, had the presence of mind behind the net. Don't mess around and try to get the puck out. That's a killer. Just It, it became like a rugby scrum for, what, about 12 seconds? Yeah. You know, and, and it's ticking the Tampa Bay players off. They're now sudden, suddenly realizing they got to attack. So it really was kind of a fun, dramatic finish. But I like the fact that the defense was under siege and they made a smart heads-up play. Very tense moments for sure. But the Maple Leafs get the job done as you walk to the subway. A 2-1 win here over the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is the second game this season, by the way, where the Leafs scored exactly two goals. And both were on the power play. They also did it February. 1st, 2020 against the Ottawa Senators. Prior to that, way back in 2015, but that was a notable take from this game. Both goals come being the power play. They had struggled in California and, and changed the look a bit. And then of note, five minutes remaining, so Tampa takes that penalty, and then they decide to put Morgan Riley on the PP. I get it. Better defensive defenseman, if you will, um, you know, ahead of, 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 of Tyson Berry, but you could tell he hadn't had many reps with the big boys lately. Well, and the other part is both sides are doing it. We're just saying now that that whole double drop pass, whatever slingshot type, whatever you want to coming late, is teams are defending it. It's it's like they're putting a defensive back in, in football style, so it's both teams. It's not as fluid coming out of your own zone, but certainly in the, in the offensive zone, zone for the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, that was big time once they had the power play you know sometimes you can say they should shoot more shoot more but they really worked the puck well and uh, and found the open man I mean there were some really nice passes that they thread so the Maple Leafs defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning 2-1 the shots 36-33 in favor of the Maple Leafs and all in all Gord I thought exactly as advertised we talked about Leafs Nation pregame our award-winning pregame show Frederick Anderson, Andre Vasilevsky, two of the best goalies in this league, and they proved it tonight. Yeah, they really did. They really did. Freddie Anderson, nice seeing him being one of the three stars and nice seeing the crowd, you know, on on him in a positive way because this uh, is funk. It's not a slump. They were in a big-time slump uh, when they had to make the coaching change 
had it went on a tear under under Sheldon Keefe, and then just I don't know this malaise, this funk, and it included goaltending. He was among like in the bottom five for what a five week period or so. So he was uh, he played a vintage game. Vasilevsky's always going to give you that game. So excellent goaltending on both sides. Yeah, Freddie's really stepped up the last couple games, and I was talking to Jim Ralph, former netminder, uh, after this game. Just the fact that he strung a couple games in a row and. You know, I get it. This team is offensive, but you everything runs to your goalie, and if your goalie's sharp, um, chances are you're going to win more games. In the last little while, he's really buckled down, hasn't he? Yeah, it really has. It really has. And I, I do like, you know, again, the way the – you know, the D wasn't a problem out in California, so they couldn't score any goals. Yeah. So uh, I do like that they're playing – of course, Morgan Roddy coming back is huge. Oh, the smart yeah. passes. Cody Cece has been a plus that way. And, and you know, just replacing the Martin Rinsons of the world and everybody else like that. I mean, that's that's an upgrade that way that's going on. So certainly the, the team defense in their own the team defense in their own end they're playing you know just kind of a, a more heads up kind of game that way morgan riley by the way at 21 47 of ice in this game had one shot on goal and two penalty minutes a delay of game penalty and there were a couple breakdowns throughout this game gore that almost led to tampa bay goals and again that's why i think when your goaltender of the toronto maple Leafs the last little while you accept sort of the consequences of the team in front of you and a couple of breakdowns actually led to the lone Tampa goal and Sandine and Barry colliding, leading um, you know, to, to Andre Palat's 17th of the season. But all in all, I think a much better defensive game. I mean, after all, it is still Tampa. I understand no Stamkos and Hedman, but to beat a team of this ilk this late in the season, always great news. Yeah, and, and by the way, just so people know, there's one TB we can't get the volume down. So, we're, well, maybe we will now. We're trying to hopefully. We're trying our hardest. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't hang it out there. So that's it. If you think a party's going on here or Joe Bowen and Jim are getting extra time doing play-by-play, maybe that's what we have. One of the monitors just in the background there because it's it's a pretty well empty Scotiabank Arena now, but the fans certainly left happy that way. And again, I talk about coming in the third period, what kind of team was going to show up what a response. the Tampa Bay yeah. Lightning had the uh, had the momentum after two it was a 1-1 tie and uh, I, I like that part that's the part that, that's been lacking about the Leafs just that kind of part and again you know I, I use the word fragile chatting with other people and I'm not saying I'm calling them that but there just seems to be, have been that element of late that type of thing and you know you're going to have to be you're going to have to be bold and verbose and all that in the final 12-13 games that's what Carolina did last year to get in the playoffs and that momentum carried them you know to some success in the playoffs and Sheldon keeps always said he goes you know what this adversity could be a positive once they get in the playoffs because any which way this is going to be a disappointing regular season okay compared to expectations but hopefully they will get a chance to remedy that in the playoffs I think it just annoys and infuriates Leafs Nation as you walk to the subway right now just more so you see especially and specifically that first period than the domination the jam the gumption the Maple Leafs came out with then you look at the second outshot, 16-6. to six. You just never know what you're going to get from your, this team. That's why I'm careful, and I, I'm going to applaud this team. I thought they were really good. This is a tough team to beat twice now this season in Tampa, once at Amelie, once here at Scotiabank Arena. But on the other hand, I, have, I still have no clue what happens Thursday against the Red Hot Nashville Predators. Well, no, no and they had a great game in Nashville last time. Yeah. Again, it'll come down secondary scoring's missing. missing. Kasperi Kapitan got moved up. I think he got moved out again, maybe, too. He got moved up to play on one of the top six. You know, again, it's Austin Matthews and William Nylander that get the two goals, and they've been on fire, their two top goal scorers. So we mentioned the droughts that Kerfoot has, Engvall has, and on and on that way. And I, I just think that's the one other part that they're going to need. The The big guns just look great. And of course, they get the power play time as well, but they, they've made the most of it. But the secondary scoring, last night it was Brett Connolly for the Florida Panthers getting his 19th of the season. I mean, those kind of guys have to come up for Toronto like 
he did last night for Florida in their win over St. Louis. Nine total power plays in this game, and I feel like both sides, even Tampa, who surrendered two goals and five attempts for Toronto, deserves a lot of credit. It had that intensity, that feel of playoff hockey, blocking shots. Eric Chernak took one. Um, you know, a couple other guys took one and wore one, and, and especially this time of year, you're going to play through some injuries. Look at Brock Besser coming back for Vancouver. Chris Kreider's already skating for the New York Rangers. Hockey players, need I say more? But I think from a PK standpoint, the Maple Leafs PK did rather well in limiting the time and space for the big guys on Tampa. Again, no Stamkos, no Hedman. I thought Mikhail Sergachev was outstanding in this game. I can't believe Montreal traded this guy. And he's still coming into his own behind some great players already on that back end. But he really had manned that power play, so to speak. And sorry to say it because Victor Hedman is out of this lineup. Yeah. But Kucherov, I thought, was good point but the Maple Leafs did a good job of limiting the time and space to those guys that was uh those are two big guys to yeah. be out let's face it yeah. Steven Stamkos and Victor Hedman Carter Verhage what are the guys the Four fastest relief. skater in the NHL we know Braden Point can I mean they got so many guys that could just fly a lot of depth on uh, that team Gordon. oh I know yeah. I know I mean Toronto has that too as far as the skating but you know yeah. without Stamkos and Hedman you still had those guys coming and one other thing is you talk about goaltenders they do the uh, alumni always makes a presentation to a member of the Canadian military. That might be the loudest ovation, Curtis Joseph. Like, he's they still incredibly beloved. It's, it's been a long time since he played here. It's been like, you know, he was checked after those Olympics in 2002. So it's been about 18 years. But he got a great ovation. So it, it, so it just shows about, uh, you know, great goaltending. There's been a drought after Curtis Joseph and Eddie Belfort for all those years. And, you know, Freddie's been the best guy since uh, those two guys gave the Leafs. I think it was six years of excellent goaltending. I always laugh because two weeks ago everybody wanted Freddie Anderson traded now. He's playing exceptionally well. In their well, and Jack Campbell was ahead of him. Yeah. Things like I mean that's just ups uh, and flows of a season for sure. Well, and 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 being a fan, and also yeah. it was as much up being pumped that Jack Campbell could give that kind of solid. They goal got a backup goalie in a backup role, so yeah. I think I think uh, I think uh, Leaf fans were overjoyed about that. How about uh, Colorado last night playing Pavel Francouz in the back to back? Because you know who twenty is, wins he's got. Yeah, but you know who's his backup, and I don't know if they trust him very much. They go in L.A. The Red Hot Kings win again in that. Yeah, game. Michael Hutchinson's his backup. He yeah. did win one he on his thirtieth birthday. Yeah, in Detroit. Um, it's Nick Alberga and. Gord Stelic at the Gold Muzzy at Gord Stelic still to come. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe. I'm sure Freddie Anderson, Austin Matthews, number 47, now three away from 50. The game-winning goal in this one is the Maple Leafs. Defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning 2-1 at the Gold Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter. And you're listening to Leafs Nation postgame brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. After a meal like that, you deserve a little dessert. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Twelve games left. The Maple Leafs defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning 2-1 here at Scotiabank Arena. Now three points of separation in the standings with the idle Florida Panthers who do have that elusive game in hand. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Selig with you on Leafs Nation postgame. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. Uh, where you can check it out, check us out. Excuse me on Twitter. Sheldon Keefe, the head coach, coming up. We'll hear from the uh, the players as well, and then sort of a different protocol tonight with the uh, whole coronavirus and uh, the players talking to the media. Yeah, the guy. That, well, first of all, not allowed in the dressing yeah. room, and then like there's an eight foot area of separation. Um, you have to be vigilant, I guess. We are the most subversive looking guys. The media, no, yeah. he's just so things like I that saw about some guys about, sneak out with toilet paper about before. keeping keeping your distance. I think it was Vic Palladian. and that that uh, about that. So yeah, it'll probably be a little bit spaced out. Even Austin Matthews was kind of kidding about there. Used to having microphones right in their faces when they're uh, in the dressing room after. Well, who knows what else is going to come about it? I mean, that's a whole story for another day. We know about the San Jose Sharks having to reschedule games, the German league and the Austrian hockey leagues. Um, 
closed down prematurely. They were in their playoffs. Yeah. And they just said there won't be a champion this year. And, and uh, again, that. we support everyone being vi- vigilant and smart. Uh, Even here in the, the press box, there's hand sanitizer everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. The, the, the panic thing I could do without. My retirement could do without it. The rapture's but, uh, here, Gord. But anyway, we'll, uh, we'll see how things go day by day. It's... Uh, you know, we're way more prepared. I mean, 20, 17 years ago, I can remember Jer- Jeremy Roenick scored the overtime goal to eliminate the Toronto Maple Leafs, yep. and the papers were just blaring. We were the SARS capital of the world, right, or yeah. North America anyway. It was it was kind of isolated, and we dealt with it for a number of months here. And we I, I mentioned there were some great leaders that, you know, got a calm and everything about that, and we got a focus, and it hit tourism and other things, and then, it, you know, it all came back stronger than ever, and let's hope that's going to be the case as well. So being vigilant certainly is something we're going to support. You know, so I had this debate earlier today, and it's got nothing to do with the whole coronavirus, and I, you know, echo every sentiment that you just put forth. But when you look at Tampa, if you're that team, Gord, who would you rather play in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Because this, in fact, could be a first-round matchup in Tampa and Toronto. And I was on Lightning Radio earlier today breaking down this game between the Leafs and the Lightning. And I said the Maple Leafs, just more so because you never know what you're going to get from that team, and Tampa's not healthy right now. And, you know, Eric Erlinson, who does uh, Lightning Lunch there on Lightning Power Play, said uh, the Florida Panthers because of the media coverage. And when he said that, I do agree. I don't think the Lightning want the exposure they're going to get if they're playing the Maple Leafs in the first round. Well, Columbus yeah. wasn't, you know, that wasn't a big one. That's right. And that's, that's who swept them in four. All right, we got Sheldon Keefe. Yeah, well, special teams, right? Penalty kill, power play, it's clearly the difference in the game today. Uh, not unlike what it was when we were down in Tampa. So, you know, that was that was good for us, you know. Uh, obviously, we got a really good start to the game in the first period. Uh, we're, we were well in control of it, probably up until, like, the last to the first period. Uh, you know, and then <clears throat> our game got away on us in the second, both in taking penalties and... And just just how we played, um, so we didn't like that. Obviously, I thought we we gave momentum, gave the game back to them. Now it's a very good team that you know wasn't going to allow us to outshoot them by whatever it was in the first period, you know, all the way throughout the game. They were going to have a push, but I thought we we made it easy on them in the second. And it's the third period. It's it's a big period for us, you know. And we we've got to we got to go out with with that intention that it is a big period for us, recognize that it's a far more important period for us than it is for them. And we needed our effort and our play to reflect that. Um, thought we had a good period, we pushed, and then power play gets the goal for us. So you now it's a big two points. And how can a, can a team still or instinct, you want to call it that, really improve that much over the last couple of games? Now? I think it did like the third period, put them away. Uh, I think it's a confidence thing. That's part of it, you know. Um, so yeah, I do. I, I don't think that's a. I, th- I don't think that's like a characteristic that a team can have. I think as much as you want it, I think it's something that comes and goes, and it, it comes with your with your confidence as a team. So we haven't really been rolling as a team, uh, so we haven't quite had had that. But you know, this is another really close hockey game that you know we've we've had to play in here. And again, you know, at five on five, of course, we don't produce a goal today. You know, and that's been a challenge for us. So that's something we've got to continue to work at. But, um, you know, against one of you know, the best offensive team in the NHL, but, you know, we didn't, we didn't give up a great deal. And the ones we did, obviously, Fred was outstanding, second period especially. Uh, but there's a lot of good things for us. And, you know, we take two very important points to us. So clearly our, 
more important to us than they are to the opponent. How is Morgan Riley for you tonight? How is Morgan Riley for tonight? I thought he was really good, all considered. I mean, he hasn't played, and that's a tough game, especially in that second period. It's hard for our defense to get off the ice, and they're really coming. Uh, it looked like it was really taking its toll on them physically. In terms of his conditioning, you know, it's one thing to train, as we all, we all know and say, that train and practice and in the gym and all that, but the game is a whole different ball game. Uh, but just his legs, the way that he skates, you know, all of a sudden he just jumps into a hole, and whether it's offensively or defensively to cover for you, and has instincts along the offensive blue line, makes a real big difference for us. So, yeah, it was uh, real nice to have him. I mean, we, we've we've talked a lot about you know our our starts and the consistency in our play. Thought we started really well. I think it's it was a combination of a really good start for us, but I don't think it was a very good start for Tampa. You know, I mean, I think if you're their their you know their coach over there, they're probably not loving how they started. Uh, yeah, but I thought we moved the puck extremely well. So it was a game that was played with puck on our stick a lot, and, and obviously that, that benefits us us greatly. Uh, so we just kept coming and had lots of chances, lots of time you know, with the puck. So yeah, it was a really good period for us in that sense. We didn't have to defend really much at all, um, which is you know this is really what you're trying to do, and that was a you know a real key for us to try to keep the puck out of their hands. And I thought we did that really well. What enabled you to draw so many penalties tonight? Was it just puck possession? I think it's a combination. Is the puck possession is part of it. It's just kind of one of those games. There's kind of some funny penalties and sitting around the net and guys getting upended and stuff like that. Um, I don't really remember all of the penalties, but just seeing like that, I think you know puck possession would be part of it. But I think some of it's just you know, happenstance. You tried some different things in the power play practice uh, a little bit, not necessarily, other than the fact that we wanted to get the puck to the net, you know, a lot quicker, and we did that on the, on the first goal, right off the faceoff. Puck arrives there, and uh, Will's in a really good spot. Um, you know, but power play needs to be a difference maker for us. It wasn't, uh, wasn't when we're out west. I think we we probably come away with certainly more than one point. Then uh, if if the power play has gets a little finish, um, it, we need it to be a difference maker, and it was today. Yeah, I thought it should have been. I mean, I, you know, it's. Coleman also shoulder. Do you think they were trying to get this game? I don't know. I mean, I think everybody's going to go hard to the net. I think the Coleman one's a little bit kind of different. Sometimes you sort of lose your, you lose your bearings a little bit when you're driving the net like that. I think the second one's a little more, you know, a little more intentional. You got a guy down and, and you kind of drive through and. You know, I looked at it, and one comment that was made was you know, when Morgan Riley got the penalty for pushing the net off. He slid into the net, you know, and to me, he couldn't really control himself. He's going fast and can't stop himself. And, you know, I'm told he, he, needs, to, he needs to find a way to, to not go into the net. Well, I think you need to find a way to not go into the goalie. I think probably probably makes, makes a lot of sense to protect the goalie more so than the, than the goal. New combination on the third line. The numbers seem to indicate that they were pretty effective. Uh, what do you see from them, or what impressed you from that? Uh, I thought that uh, you know I thought they skated really well, all three of them. Um, you know I don't know how the minutes ended up shaking out in terms of their their overall play and how much they got out there. But to me, Kerfoot's been doing a lot of really good things for us that aren't showing up on the score score sheet. 
skating really well through the neutral zone. And, uh, you know, we're trying to get more from Engvall and Malgin to really kind of put together a line. Obviously, Kapanen, when he was there, was really helping us, but we felt we needed the, the boost from Kapanen in the top six today. Uh, so we're trying to get more from them. And then the line that's been really good for for me, at least, is, is the Gauthier line. You know, with, with uh, Clifford and Spezza, there were times today where they kind of, you know, they gave the puck up a little bit, but uh, that line's been really working. Gauthier and Clifford doing their, four, you know, the forecheck and getting the puck back, and then Spezza's, you know, able to make some plays and all that kind of stuff. So we, we got some good minutes from the bottom six today, which is an important thing when you're playing this team. Thank you. All right, a very business-like approach to that post-game presser for Sheldon Keefe after this 2-1 win for the Maple Leafs on home ice against the Tampa Bay Lightning. A lot of juicy stuff coming out of that presser, certainly among them. Uh, Morgan Riley, the toll, this first game back, took on him later on in the game. He liked the fourth line quite a bit. Uh, but all in all, like uh, he didn't scream as a guy who was content with the effort, happy they got the two points, but certainly they rolled on from that. Yeah, they really did. It's as far as uh, Morgan Royal, he just pointed out some of the trials and tribulations about him being first game back and that, but just all in all, nice to have him back. So the Maple Leafs win a 2-1 the final. We'll hit the break here at Scotiabank Arena. Still to come, we'll go inside the locker room. I guess outside the locker room, we have Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and Hockey Night in Canada. Upcoming as well here, the Maple Leafs defeating the Tampa Bay Lightning 2-1. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic, and you're listening to Leafs Nation Post Game, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. Let our trained professionals help you come down from the high of the game. Here on the Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Welcome back to Scotiabank Arena where the Maple Leafs are just on the heels of defeating the Tampa Bay Lightning 2-1. The final power play goal from Austin Matthews, his 47th stands as the game winner here on Leafs Nation postgame. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. We're going to chime in via Twitter. We're going to go downstairs and join the one and only from Coburg, Ontario, Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca and Hockey Night in Canada. It is Chris Johnson. Just a vital clutch 2-1 victory, CJ. What did you make of this one? Well, before we get to that, how about another Coburg uh, native, Justin Williams, scoring in the fifth straight game tonight for Carolina. Clutch. So, yeah. still pretty good at uh, the ripe old age of 38. <laughs> you got that in there, attaboy. I like it. Well, that was big. Wow. Yeah, big, big, you know, and the other part is uh, about Justin Williams. You talked to him last year and the last week of the season. He said he felt like he'd been in, you know, game sevens every, every time for Carolina. And the Maple Leafs, that's kind of what they face, you know. And I use the word, I don't know if being fragile or what the word, the right thing is, but it's, it's the teams that are going to have what Carolina did last year and what the Leafs showed tonight that are going to make it, and the other teams just simply won't. I, I thought that was a real telling period for the Maple Leafs to do that in period number three. Yeah, I think that's the sort of game I feel like they haven't won enough of uh, in the sense that, you know, obviously when this team's at its best, they, they, they can beat you 5-2 pretty easy, and, and they, they've had their share of those types of games this season. But, but you know, it, it seems that at times they've had, you know, a tough time, I guess, grinding out that kind of win and, and you know, finding an answer in the third period. And, you know, I think that they – they did very well there. You know, Austin drew the penalty and, and ends up getting a gorgeous pass from Marner and, and, and scores a goal that, that makes a difference. And, you know, obviously they, they, they allow a few shots as, as Tampa's tracing the game to, to tie it, but, it, you know, they didn't go into a shell after that. And so, you know, I think that there's a lot to, for the Leafs to like about how they played tonight. Um, you know, a, a pretty good response from what was a down trip in California and two big points because the, the Panthers have, I've been winning games and, and, you know, making things pretty close in the standings. 
You're right. That first period specifically was outstanding in the jump and the pushback we needed from this Maple Leafs team. A 2-1 victory here against Tampa. Morgan Riley returns after missing 23 games. They went 11-9-3 without their number one defenseman. What did you make of Riley tonight, CJ? Well, some some up and downs, and I, and I think that that's what you'd expect. I mean, at his best, you saw a few times, you know, carrying the puck into the offensive zone, uh, using his legs to make a difference and to, to put the other team on its heels. And that was a real benefit, you know, especially in, in some of those shifts where the Leafs had possession of it. But, you know, he, he acknowledged afterwards that he felt a little nervous almost handling the puck. You know, with, with that amount of time off and then to jump back into NHL speed, you know, in what's now the stretch run of the, the season, I, I don't think is, is easy for him to do. And, you know, I think of the play where he kind of got confused and mishandled the puck uh, at his own blue line and, you know, ends up, you know, chasing back against Tyler Johnson, drawing a, taking a penalty rather for, for pushing the net off or delay a game. You know, he, he wasn't completely crisp, but you know, I think that we have to be reasonable in the expectations for him. And so, you know, this is this is a, a positive development, obviously for the team. I think that he can get maybe some of the the jitters out or whatever it's going to be, just just getting used to puck touches and, and making plays under pressure again uh, before you know the potential playoff games to come. I think you know it's it's been a real good development that his time frame ended up being you know where he could return here tonight on March 10th. When, you know, just a few weeks ago, it was looking maybe more like the end of March when he'd be back. I know. Um, I got to tell you, a play. I, I like the simple, smart plays they did tonight, uh, CJ. And actually, they did do them defensively uh, in the last two California games. They just couldn't get any goals. And they really didn't get a ton tonight. But when you don't get goals, you got to play real well defensively. And I don't know if you went down early or not, like at, at the end of the game. But at the end of the game, man, the last buck and a half, minute and a half, I, I think Sheldon Keith probably wanted to put one more change out there at some point. But I believe it. I know it was. Uh, I know it was Dermot. It might have been Justin Hall. But with about 15 seconds left. And there, it was all over the place, and they were being pressed in. But they had the presence of mind to turn it into a bit of a scrum. They didn't try to wire it out, which guys do too often, and then it gets a good scoring chance from the blue line. I just, and then Tampa Bay realized they had to go after it, and it got kind of a physical finish. It was a pretty exciting finish, but I like the presence of mind of Dermott just to make the smart play. Right, and, and I think that this game featured a lot of that. You know, it felt like the Leafs had a good understanding of, of what the game meant, of what was needed to win it. Uh, even coming out with with the push they did in the third period and, and the start they had, you know, I, I I do think that there's way more good than bad, and not just tied to the result and in, in you know the way the team executed. And let's face it, I mean we're still looking for kind of a, a response here. You know, we, we're still I think pretty openly wondering what this team is and and you know where the the best game is. You know, I think we did see it in the first period. You know, at, at you know what this can be at its best. And you know I know Tampa's down Stamkos and Victor Hedman and. You know, they, they probably are feeling that they didn't play too well in those first 20 minutes. But, you know, that that's that that can be a dominant team. And you know, I think it's going to be an exciting stretch drive here. I mean, there's so much strange vibes hanging around. We don't know where this coronavirus thing is going to go, you know, what how it might impact the season. And, you know, it's kind of a, a weird time. And I just think given everything that's gone, gone on, including that, that, that disappointing trip last week, that the Leafs did a good job of, of bringing the right focus and, and situational awareness to, to a game and, and delivering a big victory. And, CJ, as you know, the coronavirus, uh, what was that experience like here post-game and, and sort of the different parameters now set um, for, for media after the game? You know, it's a little weird, but, you know, come playoff time, you, you, you have players at a podium in the media room, uh, you know, the same way you do with the coach. And so maybe felt a little bit like, like what you get in the playoffs and, um, you know, I'm certainly not complaining. I understand why the, the leagues have, have brought in these measures. I, you know, I've got no issue with them doing so. But 
it's, it's just a different routine for everyone. And, um, you know, but, but we do live in strange times. I, honestly, I can't help but wonder how long we're going to be playing games with 20,000 people in the building just because of, of what's already happened in lots of other places in the world. Some of the things we're, we're starting to hear government officials in other places in North America talk about in terms of banning the, these kind of large gatherings. And, um, you know, it's just a really strange time. And, you know, I hope that, that the spread of this virus doesn't go as, as the way some are predicting it might and that the season isn't interrupted. But I think at this point that that's very much in the balance and a question probably no one can answer with, with certainty. Uh, you mentioned the uh, the two prides of Coburg, Ontario, you and Justin Williams. Uh, one thing I, I I miss, I don't get to know the officials like I used to way back when. And uh, right. I guess the pride is Seaforth, Ontario. Nice tribute to Scott Driscoll. Uh, linesmen are a little bit more local, so we saw a lot of them in the in Toronto games than other linesmen because they kind of geographically do it that way. But uh, his last game here, he's going to have another last game. I think it's in New York. But the Leafs all shook his hand at the end of the game and that. And I th- thought it was very classy. I thought it was nice, these guys who are unappreciated getting appreciation. You could tell this is a guy that really uh, is respected by the players and coaches as a top linesman. He is. You know, I heard Jason Spezza uh, mention that, that they've he's someone he's always appreciated, always found him to be a pretty open official to discuss things and, and you know, pay tribute to him when they, when he did the game in Dallas there uh, a few weeks back after the All-Star break. And, and you're right, I thought it was a nice touch. You know, even Dave Haxtell, Leafs assistant coach, shaking his hand, you know, in that late uh, point where the Leafs uh, were gathered around the bench. You know, it, it is nice. And, and you know, I, I at least vaguely remember that era when, the referees had their name on the backs and, and were kind of a bit more celebrated, I guess, as characters or are known. And you're right, to, you know, other than some of my travels where, where you might run across a referee in a hotel or you know, waiting for a flight or what have you, I, I don't get to know these guys too well. And you know, it's pretty clear from the way the Leafs reacted and some of the other things I've heard that you know, Scott Driscoll's a, a pretty respected member of that fraternity. CJ, great stuff. We'll talk again uh, once again on Thursday night as the Maple Leafs host the Nashville Predators. Thank you. All right, boys. Enjoy it. Thank you. Take care. There's, yeah. I thought we lost him for a second. The, uh, well, he's, uh, he is at the uh, Chamber of Commerce for Coburg, Ontario. He's the pride of it, and his guy, Justin Williams. Mr. Looks Game like... 7 now playing in meaningful uh, regular season games, too. Yeah, but well, he, he's been a beast for Carolina. Yeah, really. they're up yeah. 4-2 right now, late yeah. in the game against Detroit. So that's Because, uh, you know, the wild card thing could come into play, too, as Florida and Toronto both play well. You never know. But um, it's uh, tonight, you don't have to look so much at the out-of-town scoreboard. It's, uh, it's two points, and that's all you can do. Three points up now on the Florida Panthers. The Panthers have 13 games remaining. The Maple Leafs 12, but keep in mind they could also get in a wild card spot. A lot can change and will change over the next 12 games or so for the Maple Leafs after this 2-1 win on home ice against Tampa Bay Lightning. Leafs Nation postgame brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic. Let's go uh, around the locker room, we'll say, because we're not inside the locker room. But here is uh, Morgan Raleigh, who returns after missing 23 games with a lower body injury. Morgan, how did that feel for you tonight? Felt good. I mean... When you take that much time off, there's obviously a little bit of rust and discomfort and things, but I think for the most part, it's all right. Personally, anyway. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought that it got a little bit sloppy about halfway through. I thought the first was good. And then, you know, going into the third tied against a good team and, you know, come out with a one-goal win, um, it feels good. I mean, that's kind of what we've talked about in the past, not being able to do. So to do it here tonight at home was a good feeling for sure. I like this, you touched on it this morning, but what is the, how far is it now to kind of take this forward and play Nashville? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about that before. We've talked about being more consistent. And, um, you know, I think now more than ever, just given the, the standings, the time of year, the, 
you know, remaining games. I think it's an opportunity for us to really just start to play well and build some momentum. I think if you look back this time last year, our performances weren't what we wanted them to be um, on the brink of playoffs. And I mean, this year we have a chance to fix that and change that. So I think it's important that we take that seriously. And, you know, we take the good things here tonight. We talk about them tomorrow and we build on a Thursday and then we go into Boston and keep going that uh, uh, that direction. Those first 13, sorry, those first 13 minutes, Morgan, was almost entirely played in there. And, mm. and what was working and what got you there? Well, I think we're moving the puck quick. You know, we're not hanging on to it. Uh, and for me, I think the thing that I noticed was just D-zone execution and the importance of that. Um, you know, going back and, you know, if we're able to break out clean and quick and create speed that way, um, it just seems to go smoother for us. It's when we go back for pucks and we get beat back to pucks and we uh, lose races and we don't break out clean, that's when we tend to get hemmed in a little bit. So I think that if we can focus on the, the smaller things and really execute them, um, it creates uh, more opportunities for us to to move the puck forward with some speed and some confidence. What would you say is the most challenging part about coming back after that, that long delay? I think just uh, the puck skills um, and just like a little bit of nerves. I think when you get the puck the, uh, the first couple of times, um, you panic a little bit. But after a couple of shifts, you kind of uh, you feel a bit more at home. Uh, but just having the puck on your stick with people trying to get it away from you for the first time in a little bit, that's the, that's the most difficult part. Is this the healthiest you've felt this season, given yeah, I felt good tonight. There's, there's no question about it. Um, but, I mean, that being said, you know, there's guys in our room that are playing through a lot and have been for a long time. So I think that it's just a matter of, uh, you know, willpower more than anything. What did you say about uh, where Freddie's play was tonight? Oh, I thought he was great. Um, I thought he's been uh, really good all year. Uh, but, you know, he really held us in there for a little bit during the second. And obviously at the end, I thought he was solid. But, uh, you know, when he plays like that, I think he's one of the best. So. There is Morgan Raleigh back in the Maple Leafs lineup after missing 23 games. They went 11-9-4, excuse me, three without Raleigh in the lineup. He had his ups and downs certainly in this game, but you certainly want Raleigh in your lineup as opposed to not in your lineup, Gord Stoke. Oh, big time. Yeah. I mean, and last year he was justifiably being talked about as kind of a new guy for Norris Trophy consideration. That's not being a homer. He was playing that way, and again, we keep re referring to something else was injury-wise off for him before he had the big injury in that game against Florida. So hopefully... He's done the total healing package from what we knew her, ailed him in that Florida game and whatever was nagging him before. Meantime, you heard uh, Connor McDavid's doppelganger in the media, Dave McCarthy, with the question there about uh, Frederick Anderson made 32 saves. Here's Frederick Anderson after this crucial victory. What impressed you about the penalty kill, Frank? Yeah, I thought we worked hard uh, to limit their chances, uh, their lethal power play, but uh, yeah, we uh, came out strong and... Yeah, pressured them down nice when we could, and uh, I think we had some chances as well to score. But uh, yeah, just uh, special teams could be yeah, game changers, so uh, it was important for us today. How does having Morgan back change the dynamic of the blue liners that you do? Yeah, I mean, it's different for the players than the goalie, but I think uh, it's just nice to have Morgan that I know pretty well um, out there. It's good to see him be back. Uh, he played a great game, so it's, uh, it's a guy that we missed, obviously. Uh, given he's one of the better defensemen in the league when he's had his game. And, um, yeah, that was, uh, was great to see. I know it got busy for you later in the game. Did you appreciate the first 15 minutes? Not having much work there. Yeah, like I said, uh, I thought we played great uh, in, in special teams. Uh, of course, we wanted to come out, uh, come out, dictate the game, and I thought we did so. What was said and then done, maybe practice, or what not to contribute to the great start tonight for you guys after a tough trip? Uh, I'm not going to go into that. I think we're going to keep that in the room. I think it was just want to 
um, yeah, I think it's just important that we keep going and keep uh, keep the the intensity and that uh, the way to try to dictate the game and, and really uh, put our skill uh, after the work ethic and and let that uh, show after you make make room for yourself and when you're uh, working hard. Yeah, I feel good. There was a couple times they bumped into you, obviously, in the third floor and just jumped on you. Obviously, they're looking to, to get under your skin and rattle you. In what ways, how do you keep your composure in that moment? Uh, I had a little, little talk with the ref, but I think uh, I was just trying to yeah, talk to him about it. But I thought uh, I thought it helped me a little bit, fire me up a little bit and, and try to yeah play with an edge. I think that's uh, going to be huge down the stretch to try to play with that little fire. and. Um, yeah, so I thought that helped me. Would the ref say to you? Uh, which one? The second one. Uh, he said the puck was loose, but uh, I don't, I don't want to have that conversation again. Um, Club gets healthier, Fred, Cody back, Morgan back, uh, hopefully Jake in the near future. Uh, might we see this club being more consistent over a longer stretch uh, as you guys get ready to head toward the end of this month? Yeah, I mean, if you want to do something that's uh, special here, we want uh, as many bodies ready for for the team as possible. So I think that's uh, it's going to be huge to see guys coming back and, and yeah, just going to help us out like that. All right, there you have it, Frederick Anderson. By the way, apparently the concussion spotter when Coleman elbowed him in the face was having a beer. That's why. That's not true. Was not taken That's out. a Brad Marchand that he was having. You can't drink up in the press box for starters. I don't know where he is, but anyway. Clearly he, he missed and, uh, something. Cause no, no, no. It was come, a on, noble. come on, it was a little bit of a bump there. <laughs> yeah? Yes. <laughs> I yes. didn't see it that way. Uh, meantime, Gord, it's time for the VTech call of the game when the ultimate Toronto sports getaway with the VTech wake-up call. Call 416-413-4141. Leave a message in, and set your alarms every Friday morning for your chance at the weekly $500 prize. To qualify for the grand prize, visit sportsnet.ca slash 590 for details. Tavares drops for Matthews, Matthews to the line, drops for Marner, now on the left wing for Tavares, back into the corner, Marner has it again, centering pass, they score! What a feed from Mitchell Marner, and it's 34, banging it home! Phenomenal pass, uh, B great finish, it was off his stick in a hurry, and that's number 47 on the air for Matthews. He had seven shots on goals, oh. which led the Maple Leafs, and even though it was a wide open net, because Mitch Marner thread it perfect, just the way he wires it. Man, yeah. I think there's Ovi and him. <laughs> I mean, there's a few others, but Elite they're at the next level. Sure. Yeah, just... Uh, He's, he's been on fire. He's a, he, he's had his mojo going, Austin Matthews. I cannot wait to see how the uh, Rocket Richard ch- uh, chase takes shape in the last uh, 10 games or so of this season. Yeah, four guys. I mean, well, um, it could benefit for, Toronto. Dry a bit, but Pasternak, yeah. Ovi, and, and Austin Matthews. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a fun race. It's sort of been Ovi's domain yeah. for um, most of the last decade. But I thought, you know, also keep a note, like, there could be some load management in play when it comes to Washington keeping their guys fresh, especially Alex Ovechkin, the other side of 30, where the other guys are still fighting for their playoff lives. Uh, if he's got the Rocket Richard Trophy. Yeah. Alexander Ovechkin will tell you what his load management will be, and it'll be 26 minutes a game if he's going for the if he's going for the I Rocket Richard again. He still took over uh, and did not play that game after All Star Weekend. So, why? Well, well, he right. took the All Star Weekend off. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. He's fresh. He's ready to go. Okay, we'll wrap things up after this. The Maple Leafs. Don't defeating. overthink everything. I know. It's Try easy. That's why I'm that. an investigative journalist. I know. It's just like those those concussion spotters always get me. It's not just in Toronto, but a two-one win here for the Leafs against Tampa. We'll hit the break. Other side. 
We'll set you up for Thursday night where it's the Nashville Predators in town to take on your Maple Leafs. We expect UC Saros. It's been red hot, starting 15 of the last 21 in that one for the Predators, also fighting for their playoff lives. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic here on Leafs Nation Post Game, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. Time for a little hockey talkie. This is Leafs Nation Post Game on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, and the Leafs Radio Network. Welcome back to Scotiabank Arena after a 2-1 win here for your Maple Leafs against the visiting Tampa Bay Lightning. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic wrapping up Leafs Nation postgame brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. Why not have a look at the out-of-town scoreboard? Seven other games in the NHL on this Tuesday night. Of course, Thursday night's opponent, the Nashville Predators. I mentioned also fighting for their playoff lives. Scored a 4-2 win against the Montreal Canadiens. Ryan Johansson a goal in that game and two goals for Philip Forsberg up to 21 now. Boy, big time for Nashville, and Winnipeg got a big win the other night. This is uh, the team that's really losing it there is the Arizona Coyotes. I mean, they, they are in tough. Minnesota's got in the hunt that way, so it's even got more intriguing and interesting. And with Vancouver having a quick lead over the Islanders tonight, it's really got interesting there in the West. Yeah, it's 2-1 for Vancouver in that aforementioned game. Tyler Toffoli has his 24th, and Brock Besser, again, the, uh, um, the, the surprise return to that lineup for the Vancouver Canucks in that game as they play the New York Islanders, another team fighting for their playoff lives. Carolina, crucial two points, getting the job done on the road in Detroit. Peter Morazic returns. Um, Justin Williams scores again, but Morazic uh, 23 saves in that game. Well, Carolina goaltending, it looked like uh, it looked like they were going to all those trades for not the way it went right after Zamboni Gate. And uh, I, I like what Don Waddell did. I, I like this Carolina team. I like being aggressive. I like them going for it. So those are big W's, and we'll see how the Islanders fare later on. But that's, uh, that's kind of the battle right there. Carolina going in the right direction. Islanders not so much. Meantime, uh, the Flyers' nine-game win streak over a 2-0 win for the Boston Bruins. Tuka Rask. 36 saves. The Flyers still playing excellent, but Boston, the beat just goes on for them. Oh, it really does. And this is the Philadelphia Flyers. Boy, oh boy, they're, they're, I, I love that team. I think it's a great story, but the Boston Bruins are the Boston Bruins. And, and, and this, this, got some, this could be a good, good, good battle in the playoffs potentially. Pittsburgh 5-2 over New Jersey happening right now. Anaheim up 2-0 on the Ottawa Senators about 10 minutes into that one. And the New York Rangers up 4-0 on the Dallas Stars after 40. Igor Shostorkin after he was... Uh, Destroyed in his return on the weekend, 20 for 20 so far in that game. He's been a brilliant story for the Rangers. He really has. It was just really unfortunate about last time getting getting hurt. I think they kind of rushed him back on that. But, yeah. you know, the Rangers are one team that's cool if they don't make the playoffs. It'd be a nice story if they did. They're, they're doing the whole retooling thing like Toronto seems to have done, how the L.A. Kings are trying to do it as well. This has been a, you know, they don't have the same pressure as the Islanders and Carolina or Columbus in the East. Yeah, one of the rare teams to actually embrace the rebuild build are the New York Rangers and Gord we get set for Thursday night the Nashville Predators in town for that game and Again, no idea what Maple Leafs team will get on Thursday, but they gotta they got to build off this 2-1 win tonight against Tampa. Uh, yeah, and this is one of the best games they played last year. Well, this is the best game, one of the good games tonight, but also in Nashville right after the All-Star break, they got off on that right start. The Predators have now, what, won three in a row against yeah. some tough uh, opponents that way, and so they're back on track. So certainly for the Leafs, more of the kind of, you know, let's get some wins at home, right? Let's yeah. get some goals going. Let's get all that going for a Toronto Maple Leaf team. It's four consecutive games. They scored two or less which is the first time all year but they came out with a w tonight but you're not going to win 
a ton of games, scoring one or two goals a game. You're right, and I'd expect another low-scoring affair potentially on Thursday. John Hines, known for his defensive structure, and UC Saros has been really, really locked in, Gord, as I mentioned. Started 15 of the last 21 games, runners two goals tonight against Montreal. But uh, it should be a riveting one on Thursday because both teams right now, every point is crucial in the standings. Well, both teams, yeah. Nashville, Toronto, yeah. inexcusable. In either case, not to make the You're playoffs, right? right? right. So, uh, so, yeah, so the, the every, every game matters. And if the season does get shortened because of things, who knows what they might do with the playoff format as well. You're right, you're right. I'd like to thank everybody here on location, uh, Andrew Dutch with Holland for coming in, uh, Vic Palladian and uh, Show Ali for stepping in as well, Jess Santos back at Master Control for Gord Stelic, I'm Nick Alberga. Just a crucial 2-1 win here for the Maple Leafs at Scotiabank Arena and on to the next one in 12 games remaining, a three-point gap in the standings between them and the Florida Panthers. The Cats do have a game in hand, but they were idle on this night. The Maple Leafs win a 2-1 for Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening to Leafs Nation Post Game, brought to you by your GTA Acura Retailers. Talk Thursday.